If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You better not have no plans tonight. Movie time and it's feeling right. You're looking for a love that lasts. You'll find it at Romance in the Podcast. I know. Ooh, ooh, baby, you're the wind beneath my wings. Ooh, ah, I'll have what she's having. Thank you for tuning into Romance in the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, Paige made us watch Gili. <laughs> so, Paige, since you picked it, please explain to us why you picked yeah, it. Yeah, Paige, walk me through this. Okay, I had never seen this movie before about 12 hours ago. None of us had. I had only heard rumors of it of its existence. And you know what? Like a month ago, we had to watch a movie for Horror Virgin called Audition and we all hated it and had a horrible time. Yeah. But then the episode was like the most fun episode we'd had in a while. Yes. And I was like, how could we do that again? How can we do that on RTP? How do we bring that same anger energy? Yes, the most bonkers <laughs> episode yeah. because we all hated it. And I was like, Gili. Yeah. And I think I accomplished it because this movie shouldn't have been made. This is a, a crime against the world. I don't know. Todd sent a text this morning that said he loves this film. Can I talk about why I love it? Okay. Okay. So this movie has restored my like faith in movies. This movie is so amazing to me. It literally has led me to believe that movies can be good again. Like that's how much I love this because this movie proves that you can have like huge star power and it's still going to bomb. Yeah. If you don't have a good script and director. And I love Absolutely. that about this movie. Here's what's terrible. It had a good director. <laughs> like, we'll talk about it. Okay. Well, I don't know who wrote it or directed it, but it's not Oh, we're going to talk about okay. it. All right. Well, I mean, good, because we should talk about it. But, man, this is like if an incel wrote a movie that was also more <laughs> offensive. Like, it was insane. And I love that about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll never watch this movie again, but I'm so glad we're talking about it. And it did restore my faith in like, oh, maybe one day we'll get things that aren't superhero movies. Because it proves that like you can have the biggest star power in the world. And if the story is shit, it's going to bomb. Yes. I can't wait to talk box office. Oh, my God. All right, Mikey, what did you think about this movie? Most of my fun facts are around box office. <laughs> I would like to say objectively... This is probably one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. It had mm -hmm. a s 
superpower almost to take established actors and made them seem like they were on their first community play. <laughs> yes, dude, yes. Christopher Walken. I mean, he he always talks <laughs> a little Pacino weird. Was in this movie, a ponytailed Al Pacino page, <laughs> and they're all terrible, terrible. And yeah. it, it, Everyone it literally, is terrible in this it movie. feels like a community stage production of. The, but Ben Affleck's performance. Like, oh, my God. Whoever wrote his lines should have their license revoked or something like they It's so terrible. Like the fact that he's sitting there and then you can almost see it in his eye that he knows what he's saying is like, I think so. He's like, this movie's terrible. Like you see him die like inside. Dude, You definitely see that in the mirror scene when he's like standing yes, in front of the mirror. That's like, exactly vamping. what I'm yeah. I was like, he knows this is terrible. And he's no choice but to do this. I was like, oh my. And like the monologues. Like the, there's just so many monologues. Everyone gets a bonkers monologue. And I mean everyone. Literally everyone. All the monologues are just so politically incorrect for every time period that's ever existed. <laughs> yeah, for history. Yeah. History. All of these people have the worst opinions. Yes. It may be the most offensive. And I don't say this lightly because like we've had offensive people in movies and it's like sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's interesting. Sometimes we make fun of them of like, wow, that part didn't age well. This movie, like everyone is so offensive in a way that is just I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost obtuse in a yes. way that it is made <laughs> like I. Mikey's using the master's degree words. Well, I, I don't even, I never went to film school. I'm no page. You don't need to to see how bad this is. Yeah. This movie feels unlike any film I've ever made. The soundtrack, the serious dramatic soundtrack on top of people using the R word and smirking at each other is insane. It's all insanity. Now, Mikey, I do know that the R word has, like, that was the medical term, like, in the 50s or whatever. And that's changed, right? It's no longer that word. They have other it words to use, right? It definitely changed oh, by okay. the time this movie came out. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Mikey, do you know when that, sh that shift happened? That shift happened probably late 90s, early 2000s from, like, R word to intellectual disabilities for um, DSM diagnosis was mental retardation, and then it went to uh, intellectual disabilities and sure. uh, spectrum-type diagnosis. But even then, this movie is not using that word as a descriptor of the diagnosis. Right. It's basically like, you're an R word. Yeah. Which, it's just offense. Like, to someone who has a mental disability, like, pointing at him and saying, you are the R the word. The whole... Okay, every... <laughs> okay, like, hold on. I've got to keep going. Okay. The whole, the whole plot... Yeah. Is so fucking insane. Like Ben Affleck kidnaps an intellectually disabled person. And I was like, this is a romantic comedy to, <laughs> to bribe a federal prosecutor to drop charges on Al Pacino. They bring in Jennifer Lopez, who Lopez. I thought was some yeah. Lopez. Like it's Lopez. What, what like are you Topaz, saying? But Lopez? It's Lopez. I, I, I don't know, but let him keep going because this is just reminding me about the point in the movie at which I laughed at everything because I was like, this is just, who would make this? She comes in and it's like the most unnatural dialogue that any people can ever have. Of like, course, nothing right. makes sense. But then their whole subplot is she's a lesbian and yeah. then like she thinks he needs, like he's trying to turn her the whole time and then he does. I think maybe at the end he does turn her through like learning that it's okay to be like a switch to be like <laughs> the cow sometimes, I, you know? Yeah. You can be feminine too by like 
not wearing a bowling shirt. <laughs> By not wearing a bowl, <laughs> you can't not wear a bowling yeah. shirt. This is 2003. Smash Mouth is still popular. Everyone's wearing bowling shirts. He's wearing a bowling shirt the whole time until he's he like. He has multiple different kinds of bowling shirts and then wears a leather blazer to the beach. Yeah. Uh, Everyone at, at the beach at energy. the end is like wearing just swimsuits and nothing else. And then our main characters are dressed like it's winter in Fargo. Oh, <laughs> and then that resolution where like. Hmm. The intellectually disabled person gets a happy ending too. He's talking to an Australian girl in a bikini now. <laughs> that happy ending was so crazy because he's been calling the weather line. Uh, yes, <laughs> of Australia. Oh, yeah, because he's he like, likes it Australian is nice weather accents. that we're having, and he's like ten percent rain, and you're just like, what? And then that like, the came music back around. <laughs> the music is like full orchestra. Forrest Gump levels of music yeah. on top of these scenes that are offensive at best. Yes. Can I tell you what I thought was going to happen? Yes. So because we are watching the boring part of this movie, like the, the part of this movie that we should be watching is like the legal crime drama stuff. And we don't get any of that. We're watching the boring part of this movie. And I thought that we got that because they didn't want us to ever meet the brother who's the prosecutor, which we don't. So I thought that at the end of this movie, the intellectually disabled character was going to walk down to the beach and Kaiser Soze and become, or like the whole time, he was the brother, quote unquote, federal prosecutor and was just like playing along. That's how bonkers I thought this movie was. Like, I thought we were going in that direction. Okay, so I should burn a fun fact right now. Please do. We got to talk about this. This movie was written and directed by the the man who wrote and directed Scent of a Woman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That, that is an Academy bonkers. Award winning film. Academy Award winner. But here's the thing. So he had written it as just a straight up mob drama. Okay. Mob guys doing mob stuff. I mean, but that guy can like write a mob drama. I mean, he wrote yes, he can. Um, Beverly Hills Cop. Like he wrote, he's yeah. written good, good, good things. And, and I mean, who's to say what this movie started out as? That's fair. Because yeah. he, had, he he had written a mob drama, cast Ben Affleck, and I think potentially cast Jennifer Lopez as well already in a non-funny, non-romantic mob drama. I'm here for that. Sounds great. But Benifer was super popular at the time. Yes, they were. So the studio is like, we need you to rewrite this movie so it's a rom-com. But of course, studio notes ruin everything. He, he has like the the characters and story in place. So we might have gotten more of that legal part that just hit the cutting room floor. I don't know. I think her character was still like originally a lesbian. And he's like, how am I supposed to make them fall? Like, they probably killed each other at the end. I don't know. <laughs> he rewrites it for them to end up as a couple. And so that's the movie we get. And after this movie, he retired from writing and directing because he was like, I'm so mad about this. I'm so tired of dealing with the studio system. Fuck all of you. Yeah, I mean, his last credit oh. is in 2003 for Gigli. Yeah, he just left the industry. That's after this amazing. Happened. He's like, fuck it. I have enough money. I'm never doing this again. Yeah. So I'm out. I'm out. That mm -hmm. is and, and it was the studio that made him make the changes. Oh, I'm sure it was. It wasn't his idea. He got noted to death by the studio. That's amazing. Wow. How do you process that? How do you like the person who wrote and directed this is like notably famous for writing and directing good movies. It's bonkers. And he got a studio note that ruined it. That's amazing. Oh, well, hey, this is the studio ruins everything. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Some directors need to be 
reeled in a little bit. Yes, but the studio is almost never the person to do it, if that makes sense. Should be the editor, typically. Yes, your editor is the one to do it. Now, here's the thing about studio notes that everyone kind of needs to understand and why working in this business is a fucking nightmare most of the time. So the studio is full of executives that got there by beg, borrowing, and stealing money up the chain. They are not creative people. They never were creative people. They have no eye for what makes movies good. They just know spreadsheets. So they come into a movie and are like, the spreadsheets say that Benefer is popular. Let's ruin this movie. Yeah. And then they ruin movies. Like nine times out of 10, when you see a movie that was like, originally this was good and then this change got made and then it's bad, that's a studio note. Like think about the remake of The Thing that we did on Horror Virgin yeah. where someone came in and forced them to use CG instead of practical effects and it ruined half the story. That's a studio note. Yeah. So that's when studios get that involved and get their fingers into story and stuff like that. That's when it gets really bad. And that's what happened here. Now, granted, that means that originally this very serious mom film still included a character with intellectual disabilities to be played by an actor who did not have them. Uh, which is yeah. a problem to begin with. Well, and this is like 15 years after Chris Burke had his series Life Goes On, right? Chris Burke, yeah, the, oh, yeah. the actor with Down Syndrome. So like that was not an uncommon thing in 2003. Well, here's the thing. It was about to be... See, here's it happened a lot at the time. It does not happen as much now. Thank goodness. However, part of the reason it doesn't happen now is because it was relentlessly mocked in 2008 in a little movie that also has a lot of problems and a lot of offensive things in it. Oh, I'm sure. Called Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Uh, if you will recall from Tropic Thunder, A, Robert Downey Jr. is in blackface the entire movie. Yeah. One. Two, everyone got mad about a conversation that he has with Ben Stiller's character mm -hmm. uh, that essentially claims that whenever actors want to win an award... They will choose a character that is intellectually disabled to try and get that award, but it is a delicate balance for doing so. But essentially pointing out the hypocrisy of the system that does this. Yeah. yeah. Talk about Sean Penn's Academy Award winning role in yes. that movie with... Um, I Am Sam. Yeah, is that I Am movie. Sam. Mm -hmm. But also Forrest Gump to a degree. Yeah. And that has not happened as much following. It still happens. Eddie Redmayne still played. I mean, I think it was kind of difficult for the Stephen Hawking one. But anyway, like, you know. Yeah, because Stephen Hawking wasn't always disabled like that. Right? Exactly. So you he, had to have had a to play character both. that could do both. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give him a pass for that. Yeah. This is the same argument uh, people have had for and it not just intellectual disabilities, but like people, you know, playing trans characters when they are not trans, when there are plenty of trans actors. Now, Eddie Redmayne did that. <laughs> yes, he did. In the Danish Girl. I haven't seen it, but yeah. Yeah. Or uh, playing gay when you are not, when there are plenty of gay actors ready, willing and available. Yeah. There are many, many intellectually disabled or actors who have varying disabilities that are able and willing to play these roles and they are finally getting more roles but the uh, this one should have if they were going to do this one they should have definitely cast a person that was not pretending let's put it that way yeah and more i'm not going to say worse than that but i will say this bothered me the most out of the whole film and it's going to be weird a weird detail he cuts off a thumb with a plastic knife <laughs> yes i had that in my notes too what? That's impossible. <laughs> there are bones in those thumbs. Yeah. 
and that bothered me more than anything else in a way I can't I was describe. Screaming. Like I've never, you know how that happened? I can guarantee you this happened this way. Hey, we're ready to shoot the scene where he cuts the thumb off. Where's the knife? Oh, we don't have one. Fuck it. Go to craft services, pull one out of yep. the peanut butter and then cut it off with that. You can't cut it with a plastic, whatever. No one will notice. No one will notice. Two, 20 years later, Mikey's like, fuck that plastic knife. No. They I had agree. to know. Fuck that plastic knife. There are, there's egregious sawing motion of the plastic knife going on with this scene. Because it would take you a year and a half to cut through a thumb with a plastic knife. Yeah. You literally couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. I've broken plastic knives on like pot stickers. Like, yeah. <laughs> and pot stickers are, if cooked correctly, a little soft. Like, yeah, yeah. famously unboned. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I had trouble with that. I also the whole subtext of him turning her. I hate. I hate because here's the thing. I, I'm a straight lady who's experienced my fair share of dick. Ain't a dick in the world that could turn you if you are a lesbian or if you just don't like dicks. Maybe she's bi. Who knows? But they could have also wrote her as bi. Yeah, they could yeah, have. That you could have just written her as bi. Like, but when somebody tells you like, hey, I'm X, don't be like, are you sure? Yeah, they're sure. They know. It's their body. They know. Yeah. Now, I have hooked up with a... <laughs> but you know what? I was very respectful. I have been sitting on a question for Mikey since Ugh. that scene where... I knew this was going Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Ben Affleck yeah. is like complaining about like... It's so hard for him because she's gay. It was very incelly. So stupid. And also, <laughs> that's not how it happened. That's what I was going to ask you. I had the power of Sean's couch behind me. Right. The magic couch, which we need to get, by the way. I will pay Sean for that couch. Did she go back? Did she switch teams after? I don't think so. No. Yeah, sexuality is a spectrum, and she had one experience. Literally, the line I used was like, You have nice legs, wasn't it? You want to watch Bob's Burgers? It was something yeah, like that. that was that was the exact line. Yeah, I, I, used. I remember you saying it. I'm glad she had a good time. Good for her. Yeah. But like, here's the thing. This movie posits that dick is so amazing it can turn people. No. No. It can turn people the other way. Yeah, exactly. Like, if if you ever meet a dude who's like, oh, you, she just hasn't read the, met the right guy yet. No, she hasn't, Chad. You are just, <laughs> you probably eat pussy like you're trying to lick keys out of a sock. Like, it's just. <laughs> oh, Ben Affleck's character is basically 4chan the mobster. <laughs> she has to convince him to go down on her in this movie. And I'm like, strike one, two, and three, my dude. You think you're going to quote unquote turn a lesbian without going down on somebody? Get the fuck out. What are you doing? <laughs> like, no. First of all, you can't. Secondly, no. What are we doing here? I mean, you're not going to turn a lesbian anyway unless you're Mikey. But I mean, not everyone has vitamin water, you know? So like not everyone can do that. <laughs> It had nothing to do with that. I'm a very sensitive, <laughs> nice guy. You are. I will say you are. I'm here to tell you that an attentive partner and good foreplay outwins any vitamin water. Yeah. Screw your vitamin water. We had so much foreplay. We played Scrabble. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I'm spelling out cunnilingus. Triple word score. Hello. I cannot spell that. I'm going to tell you that right now. I've only read that word. My, yeah, she played yeah, yeah. it. Mikey, here's my pro tip if you ever do try to spell that word. You spell it all correctly except for the last letter, and you put that one down with your mouth. 
it was under his tongue. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> the thing about what you just described is that's a scene that could very easily have been in this movie. Yes. <laughs> Mikey, yes, it could have been. And honestly, it would have made it better. Like, that would have been a funnier yes. moment than we ever got in this movie. That would have been a funnier moment than the weird monologue about how the penis is the pinnacle of evolution. <laughs> Which, by the way, not. It looks like a Muppet. <laughs> Stop. No, no, like, if we were super, like, we would just, like, divide, like, cells. Budding? Or you just grow a new... <laughs> yeah, I just divide in two and there's two of me. Or just, like, the Terminator meltdown into, like, and then... Oh, yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. Did, were y'all expecting this movie to be, like... Kind of like G-rated, like weird lifetime bad. No. No, it's rated R. I was not expecting the R, the hard R, the, just the how. This is an awful in a different way that I was not expecting. Now, here's a weird thing, because I, I have heard about this movie a lot, but I had like, A, forgotten about Justin Barthes' character completely. Oh, yeah. B, I forgot that they spend the entire time in his apartment. I thought it was going to be like a road trip, like they were going to have to drive him to New York, which, by the way, better movie. But like the fact that they just sit around an apartment for three quarters of this movie, madness. <laughs> it's crazy. It literally is hanging out in Ben Affleck's apartment and then a new person comes in for their cameo. Right. And then it barely pushes the story along and then that's the movie. Right. Well, they're also very awful kidnappers because one, they've seen your faces. They know your names. Yeah. They know where you live. Yeah. The police have already been there and you didn't move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that, Paige. Yeah. They posit them as some sort of expert contractors and i'm like these two are terrible she's not yeah. that much better than him mikey the kind of contractors they are is like they can put in like marble like countertops and like uh, rebuild cabinets. Yeah. they actually have no idea what they're supposed to be doing here they just owed lewis money so he made them do these favors for him or something yeah they they fucked up the ship lap in his bathroom like, why would this? you kidnap someone and bring them so like my thing was, I thought they were going to kill him the whole time because I was like, well, you can't let him live. He knows who you are and where you live. You got to kill him. Yeah, I, I love that the, this movie has so little faith in that character. A character who is smarter than anyone gives him credit for. Yeah. Because he does play them at certain points, which is kind of fun. But like, they think so little of his of his mind that they're like, oh, we'll just drop him back off. Yeah, we'll just leave him at the beach having told him our real names. Well, I guess he doesn't know Jennifer Lawrence's real name. No, but like he could identify photos. Yeah. He could like he could tell them what happened the last three days. Like, now granted, they didn't do anything to hurt him. So it's possible that like they they might just be like water under the bridge. But like probably not. They kidnapped him for three days. (laughs) Once you kidnap someone just because you're nice to them, they're not like, you know what? We've all learned a lesson here. (laughs) We're going to give this want to pass yeah yeah that's not how that goes i i mean i yeah. do think that at least ben affleck would get a lighter sentence because he is the one that called and like told him where he was and stuff right so i do think he could maybe be like hey listen i i own up to the fact that i realized we fucked up and i wanted out of it as quickly as i could after that right but oh, like, yeah. he would still go to jail he would just get five years instead of 25 years or whatever or they'll they'll both roll on pacino yeah that, and that, get immunity yeah that very well but then be. they're on the run from the mob well, they're on the run anyway at the end of this movie. I do think the most offensive thing is something I didn't think about until you were just talking about what you, were, you guys were just talking about. And that is that I guess they just think the police won't believe, you know, Justin Barthas char- character, which is insane because they would, right? Like, yeah, yeah 100%. So, yeah, they're all going to jail. From a law enforcement perspective, 
they could trace the thumb back to where it came from that more. Via fingerprints, which no one thought about. <laughs> so they could pull the tape from that morgue, like the security yep. footage from that morgue. Because they're all, I mean, it's all happening in a couple days, and they could have identified them based on that very easily. Yeah. Or at the end of this movie, Justin's character is wearing Ben Affleck's jacket. So if there's any identifying information in the pockets or whatever, like, he's fucked. Like, I mean, this movie is terrible. Oh, the fact that they dress him like Malibu's most wanted every time they go outside is crazy. Uh, You see, Paige, the Matrix projects your inner mind's eye of what you think you look like, and that's what he looks like when he goes into the Matrix. I honestly thought that Justin's character was just a regular Jamie Kennedy for like a large portion of this movie. Okay, before we get into a scene by scene, did anybody watch the credits? Yes. Yes, Mikey. and I did watch all the way through to the end of the credits, Mikey. I was going to bring this up. So I literally left the movie on, was walking around my house. I went to go make myself a peanut butter waffle, which is my breakfast typically, and I heard Justin rapping, I like big butts, from the other room, and I ran. I ran back in the bedroom where I was watching this movie and was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, because clearly... This movie was like, this isn't wildly offensive. This is just fun. And then just put it at the end of the credits. Yeah, it's amazing. It seems more than studio notes to me. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It seems like a pointed attack at one particular (laughs) community. I feel like he took the notes and dove like way in with them in a way that that's the only way that it could explain all of it. Well, here's what I think. I think it it was towards the end of his career and this was probably not going to be his best movie anyway. And I think some of the elements like Justin Bartha's character were probably already there. And then what we get from the studio notes is the whole subplot of of Ben Affleck turning a lesbian. Yes. Which is the extra layer of bad on top of something that's already bad in a movie where every single person talks like a gangster, (laughs) regardless of who they are, which is crazy. This is just a more offensive chasing Amy. Yes, and both movies star Ben Affleck. Yes, they do. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just get into this movie scene by scene so we can get through it. Holy hell. Yeah. Uh, so it opens on voiceover from Ben Affleck, who's saying this whole like, after all is said and done, you can count. You can only count on the fact that you never fucking know. Because like you could tie your shoes in the morning. And at the end of the day, the coroners are tying those shoes. And he's talking into a dryer at a laundromat. Yeah, he's well. He's also looking directly down the barrel of the camera, so it's it looks like he's yeah. looking directly at you, like breaking the fourth wall. And right. thus begins that the fact that the characters only communicate in monologue form. Yes, no one talks to each other. People just have weird monologues at each other. Yeah, <laughs> don't watch this. <laughs> don't. I think. Everyone should watch this. This should be taught at film school. I mean, here's the thing. As I was watching it, I did have the thought of like, I need other people in my life to have watched this just so we could talk about how fucking nuts it is. Yeah. But also, I don't want to like inflict it on anyone. (laughs) It is two hours of your life that you're going to wish you had back at the end of it. But I mean, you got to see this movie. I mean, Mm. if only as a cautionary tale of what not to do. Absolutely that. uh, With obscene amounts of money. Yes. I cannot wait to talk about it. Oh, God. So uh, we the camera turns to reveal that there is someone in the dryer and we find out that Ben Affleck is a loan shark. And seemingly a loan shark newly working for this man named Lewis because we cut to Lewis next. And Lewis is like, 
oh, hey, Jiggly. And you're just like, what? And he's like, it's Gigli, like really. And I'm like, God, you could have named this character anything. I know. And you chose that for your main character. He has to correct <sighs> multiple people in this movie. And I think they thought it would be a fun, like, through line. Like a, like a Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not fun, though. No, it's not fun. So he proceeds, Lewis proceeds to tell Gigli about... Uh, an upcoming job that he has. Now, he does it in, like, Guys and Dolls era (laughs) gangster speak. Yes, but it is like Frank Sinatra woke up from his death to deliver this line. And it makes no fucking sense because he's, like, talking around what he wants where he's just like, I got a person in New York and they need a person removed from their sphere of influence and that person so they may seem to have a relative of a questionable nature. (laughs) You're just like, what are you saying? (laughs) What do you want? And at the end, he's like, is all that clear? And Gigli's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you're following this? And he's like, all of it. And I was like, oh, good, because I didn't. What the fuck is about to happen? (laughs) What's about to happen is Ben Affleck is probably going to break into luck being our word tonight. (laughs) (laughs) it's the oldest established permanent floating adult daycare in los angeles oh man someone get marlon brando on the phone like we're gonna do this this gili remake where it's just guys let me get out the ouija board (laughs) hey marlon you up uh anyway so we cut to uh, an adult daycare facility, which there yeah. are a lot of these in Los Angeles. Uh, and this one is like, I think they filmed it in a real facility. Oh, really? Because there's, yeah, there's like a bunch of them along Melrose. And I think that's kind of where they are. And as he's walking through the facility, I like the credits are going and I'm trying to think to myself, I'm like, wait a second. Okay. So, so this is going to be the relative. This is someone who is is intellectually disabled. Who is playing them? Because like, I don't remember seeing... And then he like turns and I was like, oh, my God, it's Justin Bartha. Yeah. Oh, no, we're going to sit through this entire movie with him doing this. And it's not okay, Mm -hmm. And I don't like it. And Jake walked through and was like, oh, no. Oh, my God. Is that just he's like, you can't do this movie. And I was like, I think we have to, though. (laughs) It's both too late. But also, how do you not call this out and be like, who did this? Yeah. Who made this horrible choice? I looked after this movie was done for interviews with Justin Bartha about it. Oh, he, how he felt playing this role in this movie. Did you find any? And Oh God, no, he hasn't said shit. since this movie came out. He, I think would probably love to Alan Smithy this if he could. Oh yeah. Like he is, tight-lipped he has not said a fucking word about this movie since it came this out. is also like early-ish on in his like acting career it literally Super is early he did one thing in 98 one thing in 99 that were like unaccredited shorts and stuff this is his first like this big is his first movie, feature right and then yeah on the strength of this movie he got cast in national treasure because this movie had not come out yet. Right. And National Treasure sort of, I think, makes his career. He's great in National Treasure. Like, I yeah. like him a lot as an actor. I hate this. He's good in The Hangover, too. He is, yeah. But this yeah. is so bad. Yeah. I didn't even know who that was until you said it's the guy It's the guy who gets married yes. from The Hangover. Oh. Yeah. Yes. This is his, like, breakout role. Like, what's eating Gilbert Grape level breakout role for leo decap oh god i forgot about what's eating gilbert grape but yes yes yeah 
Well, and he plays it very much like that. He does, yeah. Uh. He's doing a terrible job. No, no, he shouldn't be doing it at all. I know, but out of the all the actors in the movie, he probably does the best. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I do think that Justin is the best actor in this movie. Yeah, which is terrifying. Oh, I also feel sort of bad for him because. I, I mean, I'm not trying to be an actor, but if like your life's ambition was to be an actor and yes. you got called and you were like, listen, this is a big budget movie. You're going to be like Ben Affleck, Al Pacino, yes, Jennifer Lopez, like all these big names, Christopher Walken, Christopher great. Walken. I can't wait to do it. And it's like, just a small film. It's just all of y'all together acting. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. What character do I play? Why don't we just show up on set? We'll tell you when you get to set. Like, he had to call his family and explain all of this. He had an intimate conversation with his mom and dad about his first big role with Al Pacino and all of this stuff. And he had to be like, I'm pretending to be intellectually disabled. And his mom had to be like, oh, honey. Congrats, yeah. I guess. <laughs> well, and he plays it. He plays it the same way Leonardo DiCaprio did, the same way that Shia LaBeouf did way back in the day in a Disney Channel original movie. Oh, I don't, I don't know about that one, but <laughs> I remember watching it as a teenager and being like, "Yikes!" <laughs> Do you know what it was? What movie it was? I think it's called True Calling. Okay. Yeah. She's like, I'm not too familiar with it. It's True Calling from 2000. It's got Shia LaBeouf. It's amazing. Love it. Yeah. Oh, maybe not. Okay, hold on. Uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf. Goes full R-weird? Just type that into Google. <laughs> no, I was just going to look at his filmography. <laughs> I'm still waiting him to respond to Olivia Wilde saying he was once again fired from the production. Oh, True Confessions is the name of the movie. You were close, Paige. You were close. I was very close. Yeah. True Confessions. But, I mean, I definitely understand why Justin took this role. And it led to a pretty big career for him. Yes, because it does enable that first non-this movie casting. Yeah. But oh man, I, w- I bet he wishes he could take this movie behind the you know barn and shoot it. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking at the premiere photo. Oh wow. Oh, no one is happy to be there. Oh wow. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I gotta share my screen really quick if it'll let me. I actually do know the picture. Yeah, the one where he's smiling and he's like, ah. yeah. Here, you share the screen. It please, was, it was probably please show me this to... picture. I'm ready. <laughs> 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 Look at him and Ben Affleck. <laughs> Look at him and Ben Affleck together. Yeah, even there, oh. he looks like, oh, I hate everything about this. Look at this. There's no picture of Justin at this premiere event where he looks happy, and he should yeah. be fucking thrilled. This is his first, like, Hollywood huge budget movie and he's like oh god I hope no one sees me in this (laughs) 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 but by the time this came out I think he was already filming National Treasure like I think he was already on set for that movie yeah absolutely. Uh, so it makes sense that he's like oh my god I have much better things than this coming out soon please no one remember this yeah Oh, man. If you have time, literally type into Google Gigli red carpet photos, Justin Bartha, and just laugh your ass off. Do you think J-Lo and Ben Affleck rewatched this movie when they got married? Like, like. No, I have fun facts about that. <laughs> I am 100% sure that while they are, like, getting adventurous in the bedroom, Gigli is their safe word because they know it's a word they would never utter unless they have to. Apparently, he and Christopher Walken became really good friends on the set of this movie. Who, Justin? Yes. Nice. Okay, yeah. cool. And they had the same agent at the time. 
then they both fired him after this. <laughs> oh my god! They both oh fired no. that oh agent. No. Yeah. Oh no! It's so much worse than that. Oh they my kidnapped god. the agent's developmentally disabled brother. No, uh, they end up at a. <laughs> they end up at a dinner party together along with their agent, and their agent's like, "Oh, you know each other," and. Christopher Walken's like, what are you talking about? Oh, no. And the agent's like, you just made a movie with him. You had all those scenes together. He plays the the intellect. This is not the way she phrased it, but the intellectually disabled character. Right. And in this interview, he says he looks me up and down really confused before saying, oh, I thought you were really intellectually disabled. That's not what he said. But, you know, whatever. And Justin Bartha had to be like, no, I'm not actually Nice to meet you. So apparently Christopher Walken went through this entire movie uh, uh, thinking uh, that uh, that Justin uh, Bartha uh, was intellectually uh, disabled uh, and they uh, had many uh, scenes together. Oh, my God. Uh, That's amazing. Uh, 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 uh. He got Kevin oh. from the office. <laughs> in all fairness you know justin was hosting this party and he did just drop a huge fucking pot of chili <laughs> on the floor so like yeah that's, yeah, yeah that's yeah. not on christopher walken like that oh. makes sense yeah. oh, oh no i'm sorry <laughs> this is, that's so terrible yeah this, this is all bad it literally is all bad i'm sorry for picking this but i'm not sorry don't be this is amazing but let's power through it though we haven't even gotten to christopher walken in this movie yet well he's he's only in one scene and he's unhinged <laughs> he's madness the entire time and says the craziest shit imaginable i'm only gonna talk like this from now on oh my gosh anyway so ben affleck meets brian justin bartha's character who is sitting there minding his own business, eating sunflower seeds because they don't put a specific diagnosis on Brian. They're not like Brian has Down syndrome. They're just like Brian is the offensive word for nebulous R word offensive. Yes. Yeah. So they they seem to incorporate like a few different things because like he seems to and it kind of wears off as the movie goes on. But they, they give him kind of this almost Tourette's like shout swearing for the first scene he's in and like maybe yeah. they pepper it in and like the next maybe three scenes he's in, but he never does it again towards the end of the movie. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And and they I think their way to signal that he was intellectually disabled was just to flip the swear words around and use them in ways that we wouldn't typically use them. Right. But it, it just it's just weird, <laughs> especially because this is someone playing uh, this whole thing is bad it is bad it's bad yeah let's get to the other worst parts of this movie so <laughs> he tricks him into coming with him by saying that they're going to go to the Baywatch, which is something that brian asks for repeatedly and has to repeatedly explain to people is not the tv show Baywatch, but rather he wants to go essentially to the set of Baywatch. Which has not been on TV for a while at this point in 2003. I honestly feel like when he's describing it, like later in the movie, he describes it. I think and he it's just wants just to go the to beach. the beach. Yeah, he just wants yeah, to go to the beach. Yeah. Which And they act like it's completely impossible to comprehend that. And I'm just like... I know. Especially when he's like, where all the girls are in the swimsuits. And I'm like, the beach. Another detail... That drove me crazy about this movie. Is it that they drive out of their way to the, go to the PCH? No, that's geographically accurate. <laughs> Finally, a movie that explains LA to me in a way that is good. Uh, they have a movie set on a beach, and he's like, it's Baywatch. They could have put 
a few of those women in one piece lifeguard. Uh, yeah, it could have been Baywatch bathing suits, and it didn't even have to be. Ba- it didn't even no. have to be Baywatch. Honestly, if you just put them in like the red one piece, yes, yeah. put yeah. them in the red one. Yeah. There was no red one pieces. The whole film made me angry for some reason. <laughs> I love that. That's the thing you hated most about this very offensive movie. I did not say I hated it most. <laughs> I hated the plastic knife cutting off a thumb the most. <laughs> okay, also a weird thing to hate the most. But yeah, okay. followed by bigotry towards intellectually disabled people, and then followed by bigotry towards different sexual orientations, followed by <laughs> a lack of respect for the process of filmmaking. Yeah. But at the top is cutting a thumb off with a plastic knife. Right. But but also it's because those one piece red swimsuits make his penis sneeze. (laughs) (laughs) Is that true, Mikey? Or should I be asking your penis, Oliver? So do you like one piece? I'm just going to call your penis Oliver from now on, by the way. That's interesting. Because it always wants some more. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Mikey, you'd get this if you liked musicals. <laughs> I'd do anything. I don't. Or one piece. Anything. anything. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, I like a good one piece. I mean, like, yeah. what's not to like? I mean, I just like, you know, seeing, you know. <laughs> you just, you keep shrugging like we're going to finish your sentence, and we are not. <laughs> like seeing what with a one piece that you can't see with the two piece? What are oh, you talking about? Oh, no, I mean, about? I'll take swimsuit over regular clothes is my point. Like, uh, Okay, so you, you wear your swimsuit over your regular clothes, oh, gotcha, I see. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. No, no, that's not the correct way of layering. You wear that a swimsuit, and then you wear your boxers and your T-shirt, you. and then you wear your leather jacket. And then you right, put right, your right. second swimsuit over the yeah you put your second swimsuit over that and then jeans but I mean we're going to the beach we don't want to layer up completely so it's just those six layers and then we're good <laughs> and then you, and then your matrix leather coat that's long <laughs> <laughs> it's called a duster Mikey okay like a cowboy wears but weirder yes or Billy Zane in Demon Knight fuck yeah Billy oh, Zane that's a good duster speaking of someone who could definitely do cunnilingus that dude got a <laughs> <laughs> Paige was drinking and she had to spit her. Drink drink into back back into her drink that's amazing that's amazing that's amazing Paige it's just because of the overwhelming wave of truth you just sent my way <laughs> but no I mean you know what I'm talking about when Billy Zane unrolls the sponge from his mouth that is a definite way to signal that you know what you're doing in the cunnilingus realm oh yeah 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 plus he's got those big pillowy lips he's like you can be as messy as you want I brought my own way to clean it up <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like red one pieces. What's up? Yeah, you and Oliver just love it. Sometimes you high five about it. Yeah. <laughs> so he has Brian with him and he calls Lewis to be like, I got him. Ha ha. After he has tricked him into saying that they'll go to the Baywatch, but Baywatch is closed today. Yeah. Oh, and every time he pulls that fucking flashlight out and pretends to take a call on it, I got so mad. My favorite is looking at Justin Bartha's face in those scenes. Yeah. Or even as Brian, I'm like, Brian knows what's up. Yeah, Brian knows yeah this he is does. A, Brian definitely knows he's being lied to. Yeah. So they get to Ben Affleck's apartment, which at this point we only see the interior of the apartment. I'll talk about it more later. So he gets him water and... Justin Bartha, I think, is immediately like, this is not good. I've gone to a second location with a crazy person. Uh, I need to go home. I need to get out. Yeah. And so he's yelling at Ben Affleck, making a scene, which is a good idea because it will attract attention. And the doorbell rings and it's Jennifer Lopez. And she's just like, hey, can I use your phone? And he's like, yeah, of course, because he's a a meatball dumbass. Yeah. So Jennifer Lopez comes in under false pretenses 
to use the phone, etc. And this scene of her pretending to be on the phone <laughs> goes on way too long. Yeah. Where she she's like, hello? And then she doesn't even say anything into the phone. She's just sitting there quietly on the phone. Yeah. And he's like, do we know each other? And she's like, no. And then she finally gives up on pretending to be on the phone. And she was like, I'm doing a shit job of this anyway. Yeah. And so he's like, let's go talk. And she's like, yeah, let's go talk. And at this point, she's like, you're a fuck up. Your boss sent me here to babysit you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. And she's like, yeah, just call him and find out. So he calls Lewis and Lewis is like, yeah, she's there to babysit you. Fuck you. And at one point he does say, I think it's actually on a later phone call, but he calls her, quote, the clam liquor. Yeah. This is a horrible movie. Yeah, it is. It's horribly offensive. Oh, God. Anyway, so she then says to Gili, she's like, great. So I'll take a tea. He'll take a tea. We'll hang out. It'll be great. We'll get some food. And he goes into a bizarre <laughs> monologue where he is, quote, the sultan of slick. Yeah. And the ruler of cool and the pimp Mac? No. Also, I've never heard someone say pimp and Mac back to back like that. And it is bonkers. I've, I've said it. You're the pimp Mac? No, I've said this Big Mac is pimp. Oh, I see what mm. you're saying. It's a different context. This Big Mac is pimp. I like the two the two patties and the special sauce. What's mm. the special sauce made of, Mikey? Most special sauces are just Thousand Island. It's just ketchup and mayonnaise mixed together. Yeah. Anyway, so... Jennifer Lopez goes out to get her stuff. And as she is, Brian asks, how many cups of your spit do you think you swallow a day? I think it's 35. And I was just like, I don't know. I should Google that. And I was like, wait, I have to watch this movie. <laughs> like what? But so as he's like, just kind of talking to himself about it, it seems to make Ben Affleck angry because he has anger issues. Yeah. And this is where he like slams him up against the wall and says, act normal for yeah. a minute, which is like, what? Yeah, it's crazy how bad that is. Yeah. A, what are you doing? B, what did you expect to happen? What was your intended outcome from these actions? And Jennifer Lopez kind of has to get in the middle of them of like, leave him alone or I'll kill you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you'll kill me. And she's like, yeah, I'll fucking kill you. Which man. is the correct response if you ever see anyone in public doing something like this. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we cut to them eating dinner and it's they're basically eating like hungry man frozen dinners, essentially. Yeah. Dinner. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I mean, nothing. I'm just stating the obvious. Okay. <laughs> they're talking. She's like, my name's not really Ricky, but fuck you. Uh, and he then Brian doesn't like the food because it's gross. Yeah. And he is complaining about it. And Gigli's just like, fuck you. And Jennifer Lopez is like, you can't be mean to him. Like, what are you doing? Like. Quit being an asshole. And then he gets into this weird incel adjacent argument with Jennifer Lopez where he's like, every relationship has a bull and a cow and you're the cow. And it's just like, what are we doing here? Like, why is this? No, it does read like a 4chan forum, though. Like Mikey yes. was right about that. It's yeah. absolutely terrible. Yeah. All dialogue is terrible in this film. Yes. So Brian wants to go home. You can't go home, obviously. So. They put him to bed on the couch and he wants Larry Geely to read to him. And Geely owns no books, which is when you should invoke John Waters rule of if someone doesn't own books, don't fuck them. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a rule, but uh, yeah, I'm glad people have rule. broken it because I don't own books. You have a book around your house. Oh, well, there are tons of books around my house. They're Natalie's, but they're yeah. Yeah. But like any book qualifies. <laughs> You not owning a single book? <laughs> That's crazy. For me, it's more a matter of 
I'm super dyslexic and it's easier for me to like listen to a book. So I own a lot of audio books. That counts for me. That counts. You don't like hang those on your shelf, you know, like you can't. No, but if I was like, what have you read recently? You oh, would you tell me like, an audio book like that. Yeah. Like that. Mikey has a bookshelf in his guest room full of audio books. Oddly enough, I've got a couple of bookshelves. I, I have multiple bookshelves and then I have boxes of books in storage because I'm crazy. Um, but well, and you read audio books audiobooks counts for me. It's. Do you appreciate stories and hearing viewpoints of other people? Yeah. That's what it is. So an audiobook counts, but if I ask you what are you reading, there should be some sort of answer. Sure. Or even what kind of stories or books do you like, there should be an answer. Pornography. And even if it is, <laughs> I listen to them, but it's this, that counts for me. But this guy's got nothing. No. Hard nothing. He doesn't even have comic books. Well, I mean, I am not convinced he can read by the end of the movie. <laughs> same uh same but he ends up reading him the back of a hot sauce bottle and then later the back of a toilet paper package yeah it was pretty funny i actually did sort of like that so we cut to she's laying out a mat on the floor where she's clearly gonna sh gonna sleep yeah and he comes over and he's like well maybe we should uh make the best of this situation <laughs> hey i realize we have to work together but maybe we should fuck about it yeah <laughs> And she's like, oh, great. Cool. Yeah. No. Uh, um, yeah. I'll, I'll share the bed with you. That's great. Keep it professional. Which is so different than what her character has been like the whole point, the whole time in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Per I mean, personally, in her position, I would not have shared a bed with this person. No. But I also think that she is strong and can defend herself and can definitely outwit him. So she's not scared of him. Yeah. But I'd be like, I'll just sleep on the couch. Thanks. Or, I mean, honestly, if I was Ben Affleck, I would have been like, do you want to just sleep in the bed? I'll sleep on the couch or I'll sleep on the floor or whatever. That would imply that he's a good person. Right. He's not. He very is like motivated by his own dick right here, by his Oliver. Uh, of course he's a good person. He dropped off the guy he kidnapped back at <laughs> the beach. At the beach. You know what? I wasn't accounting for that. You're right, Mikey. I apologize. And then he gave his very identifiable car to his crush to escape and invade Impala. The, <laughs> to invade the law who thankfully can drive stick yeah anyway so we <laughs> cut to him in the bathroom and he's like psyching himself out to like go have sex with jennifer lopez which first of all we get uh, up close and personal with one of the worst tattoos i've ever seen in my entire life that is a real tattoo yeah like i want to see if he got it like fixed or something i don't know if you know this but ben affleck has some wildly bad tattoos yeah i'm i'm looking at him jeez yeah crackers and that one's after i'm just looking for the one yep that's a real tattoo and he has not done anything to fix it and in <laughs> fact has gotten like a matching one on the other side oh some people shouldn't be allowed to get tattoos here's the thing it's your body. Do what you want. Sure. But I also get to be like, hey, it's that's a bad tattoo. Yeah. It's a bad tattoo. I mean, at least he's not going to flex about it and monologue into a mirror for the next five minutes. Oh, except that he is. Yeah, he totally does. Anyway, so he's in the bathroom, like pumping, like lifting weights and just like flexing in the mirror. It's the dumbest scene. And it goes on for like 15 minutes too long. It is the bad version of there's a Paul Rudd movie. I think it's called Wonderlust where he is like psyching himself up. And it's funny because Paul Rudd's very charming and very funny, but it, this is not good. This is a, the bad version of that. Yeah. I don't even remember what he said because I zoned out because it was so bad. 
Yeah. I disassociated throughout this film. You disassociated throughout the film. I was Chris Pine at the Venice Film Festival throughout this film. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, okay. Nothing of import is said in this scene where he's just screaming at a mirror. Yeah. Uh, But he comes out in like a silk robe and pajamas. Yeah. That's my normal pajamas. I love that for you. I do too, honestly. Yeah. It's a big swing. It's a choice. Yeah, it is a choice. And he gets into bed next to her where she is fully clothed in reading. Like she is telegraphing in every way possible. We're not fucking. Yeah. Literally every way possible is it's a no for me. He should ask her if she wants to watch Bob's Burgers. (laughs) <laughs> that's worked for you in the past is what you're saying mikey mm-hmm, in this situation yeah, yeah okay you got nice legs you want to watch bob's burgers i mean well when it works it works yeah. i guess well i think the, the point there mikey is that you weren't trying to have sex with her i also wouldn't have been mad if she just wanted to watch bob's burgers because <laughs> you're that's like that's what i was really after good time you know yeah, yeah. absolutely bob's burgers is always a value add yep but if I'm watching Bob's Burgers and someone's like, do you want to like make out or fool around? I'd be like, oh, yeah, OK. I sort yeah, I sort of. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> now that you mention it. Honestly, I support this 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. I think I think this is your end. I think you should. This is how you should start off, how you should like rope people in, be like lure them in with the Bob's Burgers and then keep them there with the romance. The special sauce. No, oh, I'm out. I'm out again. It's I'm just out. a tomato garlic aioli. <laughs> so she then, Jennifer Lopez is like, yeah, it's not going to happen because I'm gay. Yeah. And he's just like, what? What? What, what, what? What's a gay? What's a gay? Wow. You don't like penis, which by the way, you could, you know, they aren't... <laughs> We cannot even approach the nuance of your your genitals are not your gender because he can't even get through the baseline of yeah. not everyone likes penis. He reacts like you're explaining to your grandparents what gay people are, you know, like yes. your grandparents that only watch Fox News like yeah. that right. level. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he yes. responds. Yes. Yeah. I do like what she says where she's like. You know, like if I wasn't into ladies, I would find it hard not to do you big time. Good night. <laughs> well, but yeah, she's clearly joking though. Like, yeah. Oh, she's full of shit. Yeah. She is full of shit. And I love it. Yeah. So we cut to the next day where Brian is watching cartoons, but then also calling someone on the phone. This is the first time we see him call the weather forecast for Australia. Yes, I do love how they just give Justin's character unfettered access to a phone. And that is yeah. also offensive. Yeah. Assuming as if he, he as doesn't if know how to. Yes. Assuming he doesn't know how to call his brother. He would, he would never call 911. Yeah. Right. Like the, the implication is A, he doesn't realize he's been kidnapped and which I'm pretty sure he would, and B, that, like, he doesn't know the numbers of people to call for help. He knows the weather service in Australia number. I'm pretty sure he knows the number of his brother, the federal prosecutor, and at minimum, he knows 911. Yeah, Paige, if you're using a country code to call, you know how to call a local number that your brother can be reached at. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. If you guys want to talk to me after hours, it's one nine hundred M I K E Y. Mix a lot and kick oh. them nasty thoughts. Maybe got back. <laughs> Mikey got dick. Um oh. I do think when we do start our like dipsy phone sex line where we like deep fake people's voices and stuff, we should just call it deep fucks. You know what I'm saying? One nine hundred deep F U X. I think we can we can workshop that. That has not I mean, we gotta sell the point of we have everyone's 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. know if I told you guys this, but Shaggy Two Dope reached out and said we could totally use his voice. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want. I that's not a voice I want. My brain wants it to be get oral, but a u r a l. That's oh too many God. letters. No, but I love that though. That's very funny. So she's sitting in the living room reading, and he walks in. And he's like. No hard feelings, but like it was a one-time offer. So don't try to come back. It's like no one wants your dick, man. No guy has a one-time offer. <laughs> a no, no guy has a one-time offer, and B no guy has a dick so good to be like. I wonder what that's like. I just, normally I hate them, but mm. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't see her reconsidering her no dick stance because of this guy. You're not that special. All I'm saying is I'm a straight lady and there's never once been a lady that's like, my pussy's amazing. So like you should try it where I've been like, oh, I'll consider it. Well, I mean, I've had that be said to me. (laughs) Have you? I've had it be said to me and I don't like it. Like I get I get approached by women a lot because I definitely give off a vibe and I understand that and that's fine and we cool. But like I find it the same level of disrespectful to be like, you're a lesbian? I don't know. What about this dick? Like, it's just bad. Oh, yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> the confidence of being like, you're straight. Why don't you try this? <laughs> Why don't you try this thing that you are not attracted to? <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, once I inform you that I'm like, unfortunately, that is not the case. I'm hairy chest, wood chopping levels of straight. Then you shouldn't be like, well, wait till you see my pussy. Like, that's, that's a bad thing to do. Don't do it. Yeah. It's don't do it. Don't do that. Because <laughs> spoiler, I'm not interested. And just like Jennifer Lopez, not interested in his dick. It's just so aggressive. I, I've just never I've never been comfortable being that aggressive with someone unless I'm like already dating them. And then two, I just think it's more fun to do to like pick up people in silly way. I don't know. I, I like, think it's, it's like more much fun. more, you know, like respectful. Yeah, I respect is the issue i also think it's just more fun to be with people who want to be with me does that make sense yes yeah enthusiastic consent isn't just important it's way more fun yeah yeah Yeah, because you know what i already don't want to be with me so i don't want to be with someone else who doesn't (laughs) anyway so there's a knock at the door and of course when you've kidnapped someone and there's a knock at the door that you didn't expect that's not good and he goes to answer that door without a gun without anything he knows <laughs> who it is like, and he doesn't have to answer but he does yeah. like it's a cop yeah i was like what i was like how are you a gangster that doesn't know your rights sir come back with a warrant asshole. how are you friends with christopher walken police anyway christopher walken comes in and proceeds to have the craziest monologue of this movie by far where he's like so and he's talking like a gangster too which is interminable because he's just like so it would seem that friends of ours on a different coast are having problems and someone might have been stupid as I can't believe it would be this stupid, but maybe no one was that stupid. Maybe it was an alien abduction. And you're just like, what are you saying? Just get to the point. (laughs) Say anything that makes sense, please. (laughs) Say less Christopher Walken. (laughs) No one makes eye contact. No one's looking at each other. Everyone's like, everyone's embarrassed that they're in this scene. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Movie. No one looks at each other in the film. First of all, I don't know. I don't know how it would fit in the story for him to have scenes with Justin Bartha. That's baffling to me because then wouldn't he just like, oh, that's the guy. We'll just take him back. Like, I don't know. 
But also, this movie's already an hour and a half too long. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, when I was like, oh, it's two hours? Great. Cool. Great. But his last line of this scene is, you know what I like to do? Go to Marie Callender's, get a slice of pie, put a big old, like, scoop of ice cream on it. And then he just, like, pauses. And then he says, put some on your head. Tongue would slap your brains out trying to get to it. What? But he says it like Christopher what? Walken at his most Christopher Walken, which I can't do a Christopher Walken impression, but no. it's unhinged insane. And then he invites them to go with him. He's like, yeah, interested? Like he yells that <laughs> at them. Like, why are you all of a sudden yelling out of nowhere? And Ben Affleck is like, no, I don't want to go. And he goes, you sure? <laughs> like he yells at him. Like, what are you doing? slap my own brain. <laughs> but okay, so here's the crazy part. I, I watched this. I rewound it a couple times because I was like, what the fuck? And I, I wrote it down and I Googled it because I was like, he must be quoting something. Oh, was he? Something. No. But, uh, <laughs> there are many places <laughs> there are many places online that claim that this is like a a longstanding southern turn of phrase. No, it is not. As a southerner, <laughs> I have I was born in Nashville, lived here almost every year of my life. No. I've never heard that phrase ever. I'm going to start saying it now. Oh, hell yeah. Like I am going <laughs> to use it until it's a thing, but it's not a thing. I heard the funniest thing at work. Yes. Yes. I was helping an individual in crisis and he was like, I've got such bad luck. If the world was made of pussy, I'd be hitting the head with the dick. <laughs> I honestly have been wondering <laughs> what Martin Brest has been up to since he made this movie. So it's good to know he's getting the care he needs. Yeah. I laugh with that guy for like 10. I could not get my shit under control. Fuck. I would laugh. Oh. I mean, here's the thing, though. It sounds like the type of crazy Southern phrase that people would say. Like, <laughs> I knew a guy uh, and met his mom and she was from Mobile, Alabama. And she said, well, if brains were dynamite, he couldn't even blow his nose. And it's one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever heard. I love it so I've heard that much. One. My mom has a ton of those kind of sayings. That she'll just throw them out there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh Jake. Too. And like it's been less the longer we've lived in Los Angeles. But like when when he first moved back from Texas, it was like crazier than a shithouse rat. And you're like, what is that? Dumber than dog sweaters. What? What do these things mean? I don't know. Madder than a dog in a hubcap factory. <laughs> <laughs> crazier than a one armed man in a two shouldered whatever. Like it's just bizarre. Anyway, so <laughs> allegedly this is a southern phrase. Disagree. <laughs> Oh, I think I think it should be. I think it should be part of your repertoire now. I am going to start saying it to everybody. <laughs> yeah. And just and like, what restaurant do you want to go to? Oh, let's go to Wingstop. So good. Put it on your head. Your tongue and slap your brains out trying to get to it. Do y'all want to go? Uh, no. Are you sure? He yells it. Like, he's just yelling at them. It's insane. It's crazy. And then he just leaves. He doesn't search the house. He doesn't, I'll be back with a he warrant. He doesn't have a warrant. He has no constitutional I know, but like, he doesn't even like, uh, I think something's fishy. I'll be back with a warrant. Nothing. He never comes back. They're there for days. Yeah, they don't leave when the cop comes to their house. They're like, nah, we're still fine. And he he's pretty sure that they have yeah. Brian. That's why he showed up there. I don't know if he's pretty sure. He's like, do you know anything? You could tell me. 
Oh, man. Anyway, uh, at this point, we're 40 minutes into the movie and fucking nothing has happened. Except for a bunch of bonkers ass monologues. Yeah, they've abducted Brian and then everyone has gone around the monologue circle at least once. (laughs) So Brian comes out and he's like, oh, my brother's a federal prosecutor. I just overheard that guy. And it seems like this is the first time that Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck have realized that they've kidnapped the brother of a federal prosecutor. This is way more serious than they got in for. So they decide that they're going to go get food and figure out what to do. So they dress Brian up like Malibu's most wanted. Yeah, he looks like Jamie Kennedy. He looks like Jamie Kennedy. So he asks to go to the Baywatch and Ben Affleck is like, oh, it's closed today. And Jennifer Lopez is like, what is he talking about? Like the TV show. And this is where he explains that's where all the beautiful girls are and they swim. It's where it's not the TV show. It's where they really are. I feel like I could make friends there. And that's where the sex is. I think so. Yeah. So we cut to them at a Mexican restaurant where he is staring at a mural with very large breasts and dancing it's such a wild transition too because he's he literally says i think that's where the sex is talking about baywatch right right and then it cuts to him just looking at a mural of like a big-titted woman yeah it's wild and dancing which honestly sounds like a good time yeah (laughs) not opposed but they're eating food and then there's like teenagers there playing loud music and ben affleck is like turn it down and i'm like just eat your damn food like what are you doing yeah well and that jennifer says the same thing she's like listen we don't want to make a scene here like this is not the time for that we are committing many felonies we should 100 percent just lay low dude yeah Yeah. but they those teens try to start a fight and also they outnumber them like three to one like it's just so stupid there's like 15 kids Uh, don't worry guys we have a monologue for this (laughs) And they do. Do you mean a monologue with offensively made up Asian words? Yes. Because that is what's coming up next. Yes, we do. Yep. Yeah. Because Jennifer Lopez gets up and is just like, oh, I know how to rip eyeballs out because of this ancient Chinese secret. And you're like, what? What is this? Like, what are we doing here? So what I do is I grab your eye and then pull it out by the root and then the Calgon comes with it and you forget all your memories. Exactly. Uh, And so they're like, and she's like, keep your grades up. Bye. (laughs) And then Ben Affleck breaks their laptop and goes, suckmydick.com and then walks away it's so crazy controversial statement that's my favorite part of this movie my favorite's when Lewis gets murdered oh when Lewis gets murdered and they just leave him on the couch that was great when the fish eats the brain the fish does eat the brain the thing about the Lewis headshot moment is that bullet would have gone through his head and into the fish tank and the fish tank would have been destroyed but it doesn't. It just like auto magically moves part of his brain inside the fish tank. And I was like, this is unhinged madness, but I'm here for it. Well, and then he's he's sitting there through the rest of the scene, just dead. And Al Pacino's like sidled up next to him, just like, hey, man. Yeah. But yeah, th- I don't This made me like cackle out loud when Ben <laughs> Affleck snaps that computer in half and says, suck my dick.com. It's so crazy. <laughs> just because it's so bad. It's like. <laughs> Like the smack, smashing of the computer is funny enough, but the suckmydick.com implies a complete misunderstanding <laughs> of how to make jokes about the internet. Like it's His, the only websites he goes to are pornographic. So this all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like suckmydick.com. That's my favorite one. Pro tip, guys. <laughs> now it's your turn to tell me your favorite websites. 
You guys will love it. You'll find out that there's a lot of hot singles in your area. <laughs> All you have to do is click here. <laughs> this game will make you nut in 30 seconds or whatever. <laughs> so they get in the car and she starts telling him about Sung Zhu's art of war. And he's just like, man, war is an art for... He's an idiot. <laughs> it's just so stupid. He's a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as they're talking about strategy, his mom calls and he's like, all right, I'll be right over. Now here, okay, he he has to come over to give her an injection. And at first my thought was insulin, but then he's doing it into her butt. Yeah. Which makes me think B12, maybe. I mean, I guess it could still be insulin. You, insulin you can do usually in your stomach and you can kind of do it yourself. That's the whole point. I don't know what is happening. I just know that this scene weirded me out and it's useless it gives us no new information yeah. it's so strange yeah it's the mom from big fat greek wedding who i is love jiggly's mom yeah she's great i do love her yeah and for some reason is rocking that pink whale tail thong i mean good for her yeah, good yeah. for her she is not unattractive in this film no i like her anyway so he gives her an injection and then Brian has to go to the bathroom. So they have to come in from the car because he originally left them outside, which means that she gets to meet Jennifer Lopez and is just like, oh, she's beautiful. Don't fuck this up. But like he's brought some real terrible bitches <laughs> through here. It's just weird. Uh, and he's like, well, she's a lesbian. She's like, well, I experimented before you go, girl. And you're just like, what is this? Why is this scene here? I do love how the mom's energy changes from, oh, my son brought home a lovely woman to oh, he brought her home for me. And I yeah, sort of yeah, love much. that, but it's also super weird. It's But it's hilarious. It's hilarious. However, the only thing we learn from this scene is that his mom is a freak. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, they leave because apparently Jiggly can't handle that his mom experimented back in her day. Whatever. It sounds like she's still experimenting. Good for her. Yeah. That's why she's got the whale tail going. Hell yeah. So, uh... They leave and we cut to now. This is very specific. The interior of the apartment was built on a soundstage that like we know that. That makes sense. Yeah. But we walk through the courtyard of the exterior shot of the apartment. So they picked an exterior. I have been to this apartment complex <laughs> because okay. it is now a hotel. Okay. What? Yes. Unless it's an identical apartment complex, which is possible. There's a lot of that. Yeah. So anyway. We cut to inside the apartment where Brian is calling the weather lady again. And Geely is like, why are you doing this? And he's like, well, I like her voice. So this is where we first get the idea that like he likes Australian accents. That's going to come back. Yeah. It's like his kink. Yes. So we cut to J-Lo doing yoga on the floor. Oh, my God. This Favorite whole conversation's scene. insane. Ugh. And this scene goes on like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. She does a full practice. A full, a full practice where... Ben Affleck just monologues at her yeah. about how great dicks are. And I'm like, <laughs> quit trying to hard sell her on dick. She's Which not is, interested. It's got to fuck up her zen from yoga. I mean, yeah. I do sort of understand after he monologues for 15 minutes about how great dick is, why she asked the question about his nails in this scene. I, the, well, the nail thing is bullshit. Oh, it's completely bullshit. But like, yeah, it's a couple scenes from now. But oh, yeah, is it? But like, yeah. if you're going to monologue for 15 minutes about dick and how great it is, I might think you're at least bi. Yeah, because you seem to know a lot about how great dick is, yeah. right? Doesn't he also talk about how great he is at going down on her or on women? 
in this yeah. scene. He does, yeah. and and then is reluctant to do it later. And I'm just like, ew. I thought it was funny that he talks about how good he is, and then like when it comes up, and she's like, all right, now's your chance to show me how good you are. He's like, hey, we got to manage expectations because I was full of shit earlier. Yeah, that's the thing, <laughs> is that you should never ever ever show off or talk a bunch of shit about your sexual prowess you should downplay everything you have so he does this whole 10 minute monologue about how great dicks are and she's like okay counterpoint ladies though like all of a lady like the whole lady and he's like i guess you're right women are more desirable and i'm like why are we even having this conversation right yeah like no shit of course they are well, also, it's like, she told you she's a lesbian. Leave it alone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like why, are why are you still trying? So, Lewis calls, and Brian answers, and there's this, who's this? Who's this? Who's this? And he ends up handing the phone over to Ben Affleck, and he's like, uh, okay, so we're going to cut this kid's thumb off and send it. Uh, and he's like, cut his thumb off? Like, what? And he, when he... <laughs> This is where Lewis is like, put the clam liquor on. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, what are we doing? <laughs> so crazy. Um, but he instead hangs up the phone, agrees to do it and reads the toilet paper wrapper to Brian to get him to go to bed. Uh, and then he climbs into bed with Jennifer Lopez and is like, we got to uh, take that kid's thumb. Yeah. So we cut to the next morning and Brian is in the kitchen dancing to the radio and Ben Affleck is watching J-Lo shower. Like a perv. <laughs> yeah, total perv. Uh, so he comes out to the kitchen and turns down the radio. He's like, I've got neighbors. Like, what are you doing? Like, come on. Well, yeah, because Justin was dancing in the kitchen to whatever song that was. I d yeah, I don't remember. I didn't write it down, unfortunately. So as he turns the radio down, someone knocks on the door and he's like, see, you're disturbing people. At which point I'm like... Why do they keep answering the door? I don't know. It's insane. Like, they're kidnapped. Like, why? Anyway, so this woman just walks into the apartment. Yeah. Just like, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? Like, you you have no idea. You're in the wrong place. And this turns out to be Jennifer Lopez's ex. And she is unwell. And at one point proposes a threesome, which I do like that Ben Affleck is kind of like, yeah, all right. <laughs> like i mean if she yeah, says you gotta it, go yeah, yeah, yeah but this woman after a, a unhinged monologue of just like <laughs> screaming about sharon about other people about threesomes gives us no information really because it's just a lot of screaming she then just walks into the kitchen and slits her wrists just like boom yeah <laughs> like, it's wild. Yes. Uh, they rush her to the hospital, obviously. Yeah. And she gets there and she's okay. But they're watching from the car in the emergency room waiting area, which, by the way, this would be hours later. Oh, yeah. And there would probably be an investigation into, like, somebody slits their wrist in your house. You don't just get to, like, okay, bye. <laughs> I'm leaving you in the lobby. Bye-bye. <laughs> like, so they're watching her in the lobby and he's like, she is beautiful. And it's like, yeah, we know she's Jennifer Lopez, like whatever. But this is where he and Brian have the weird short monologue conversation about <laughs> how women make his penis sneeze. And he says, God bless you to his penis. Yeah. Which I think they think is really funny. Do they? But it's just uncomfortable. Right. It was uncomfortable today. Yeah. But it makes sense that it is a sneeze because we do use a lot of tissues. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of somebody like, do you have a sinus infection? No, it's a penis infection. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Anyway, Jennifer Lopez comes out in a shirt that has to be taped to her body. You think? Yes. Okay. So like her shirt is like the front and back of a shirt. One side has safety pins. The other side has a small area of safety pins right by her boob, but it's not long enough. And she is not wearing a bra. Very obviously is not wearing a bra. And things are moving around and the shirt kind of moves with them. And I'm like, what? Just buy her a regular shirt. Why are we, <laughs> like, what are we doing? Uh, but yeah, it was clearly taped to her boobs so that she could be braless, which I'm sure is just gratuitous male gaze nonsense. I'm sure. Yeah. So she pulls Ben Affleck aside and is like, I, I can't. I, I'm not going to do the thumb thing. I can't do it. Are you are you he in this with me to like not do the thumb? And he's like, sure. And she's like, sure or yes and he's like it's the same thing and she's like no and she does this whole weird monologue of like sure is like yeah maybe yes is like would you like me to suck you off for 12 hours yes like which also no that's that's too a long. long time yeah but yes, so yes. <laughs> i agree it's just like when somebody says okay instead of like mm-hmm or you know like yeah but i mean sure. her examples are pretty weird yes yeah. they are but he is like a crow magnum man so i guess she had to like dumb it down all that forehead and no brains inside <laughs> so they go into the hospital into the morgue to steal a thumb and this is where he cuts a thumb off with a plastic knife despite there being bones in it yeah he sawed it it was more of a serrated <laughs> serrated plastic <laughs> it was but i have broken an identical plastic knife on hawaiian barbecue and like this is impossible well he's sawing it while um our other character sings baby got back in a rap style love it yeah anyway so they get the thumb and then they go to the like like the fedex kinko's mail place to like mail the thumb and Jennifer Lopez is flirting with the girl behind the counter. But he's just holding a bloody thumb in public. And they're like, hey, can you get us a package so that we can pack it and then we'll just bring it in? Like, And then they just pack it in front of her. Yeah. Bloody tissues and all. Yeah. And it's definitely going to bleed through that envelope. Yeah. Anyway, so we cut to them in the car after sending off the thumb. And she's like, why are you sad? And he's like, he goes into this bizarre monologue about how he's basically sad because she's a lesbian yeah which is nonsense like but it's basically like your lesbianism is making my life shitty and it's like big fucking deal dude it's your life handle your shit like what are we doing yeah, here this is the scene that was definitely written by uh, like an incel forum on 4chan yeah uh, we cut back to the apartment where they are watching TV and he's watching, fun fact, Lancelot Link, Secret Chimp. Oh, okay. Which was a show from the like 60s and 70s where they would dress chimps up in costumes and have people overdub to make it look like the chimps are talking. Okay. Uh, my dad got a bunch of it on DVD not long ago. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. So we cut to the bedroom and this is where she asks about his fingernails and claims that the way he looks at his fingernails is a feminine way to look at fingernails. This is so much bullshit. It's just dumb. Yeah, because he puts his arm out and looks at them like far away from his eyes, doesn't bring his hand close to his face to look at it. And that makes him gay, I guess. I don't know. I look at my nails both ways. I, who gives a shit? I don't. This is stupid. It is dumb. But. He, she's like, are you sure you're not gay? And he's like, I'm not gay. And she's like, are you sure? <laughs> and then kisses him. Yes. And they start making out. And then I know that this was written by straight people who think they understand lesbians, but they so don't because she reaches out and grabs like his peck as if it's a boob. And he's like, you need a woman. I was like, I, this is, I don't think this is how this goes. <laughs> like, 
first of all, I don't know that this would be happening. But secondly, even if it did, like, I don't think that's a thing. I think they would just figure it out. I don't. Anyway. I mean, I've never been around what it was just straight up lesbian sex going on because there would be no need for me to be around. So, I like, mean, I've only watched documentaries about it. I've also watched a lot of documentaries about it. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely watched Blue is the Warmest Color or whatever, but like, <laughs> I don't think that this is a thing. I do think it's funny that she responds with, when he's like, you need a woman, she goes, I have one. Yeah, I thought you wanted to be my bitch, which yeah. I was like, okay, now I'm back in. <laughs> well, and so was he. He was like, oh, I see what's happening here. Let's do I this. Was, was, was up. Yeah. But then she lays back and she's like, it's turkey time, gobble, gobble. And I was like, never has cunnilingus sounded less, less appealing. appetizing. Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. Than this. But then he backs up. He's like, oh, I really can't. And I'm like. This is stupid. You don't even deserve to fuck straight ladies if you're not going to do this. No. Like, come on. Dudes like this don't deserve to fuck straight ladies. No. No. Um, and she's like, just eat it. And he never does. Like, we get a sex scene that includes zero in, in implied cunnilingus or anything. Right. But instead, it's just them rolling around on the bed fighting to see who gets to be on top, which is a stupid fight. Uh, and then she takes his shirt off. She remains completely clothed and holds his hands in place. This is one of the weirdest sex scenes ever. It's so strange. You mean when he stares blankly off into the ceiling? Yes. What's wild is it feels passionless. And yeah, they and were they together were at this time. Like, I know why it didn't work out. They didn't like having sex with each other. They're back together. They're married. They got remarried. I, I think it was the direction. I, it was, again, watching these two people say these lines and knowing them they are bad. I was like, oh. Anyway, we cut to them in bed. And they also do this thing of like positioning their cuddling so that it seems like he's... I guess it's an implied submissive position. Yes. But, which is dumb too. Where like, he's like I, turned over and like cuddling her as she lays flat on her back. Yeah. Yeah. I like cuddling in all forms. Same. Like sometimes yeah. you like a girl on your chest. Sometimes you want to be on their chest. I like being held. Yeah. You know, sometimes I like, it's nice. Yeah. I'll be the big or little spoon. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, this movie places so much gendered importance on things that are genderless. <laughs> that is. Yeah. Madness. <laughs> like crazy anyway he then says god bless you penis which is callback she wasn't there i know so unless he explained this conversation to her she's like what the fuck are you talking about mikey next time you sleep with someone for the first time i want you to finish and immediately say god bless you penis i'll just point to the live laugh love style sign i have above my bed that just says god bless this penis <laughs> but in the same font yeah i love it it took me so many Crackle Barrels to find that. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, I love it. I'm sorry, I'm just picturing it next to one of the rocking chairs <laughs> the barrels of candy. Hey, do you guys mind if we stop at Cracker Barrel on the way? I got to get a uh, kazoo and a God bless this penis. <laughs> well, I didn't want the other one, Southern by birth, Penis by the grace of God. <laughs> that was Too pretentious. So much better. <laughs> oh, uh, I've told you guys about my weird sign making hobby, right? No, but I demand you make this sign. <laughs> okay. If I got a cricket crafter, I could make you that sign. 
So if you want to spend Patreon money on a cricket crafter, <laughs> I ended up retiring and making a line of dirty Southern signs. <laughs> We've seen the SNL sketch where it's Mother's Day and they give her just a bunch of signs. I love yes, that. Yes, that's a very funny sketch. Yeah. Oh, picturing that where it's like home is where the wine is, but also the penis. <laughs> okay. So she then says. Just to be upfront with you, when this gig is over, I'm going to be leaving. Basically, like, this was a one-time offer, and she meant it. Yeah, not like <laughs> when, when he, he was like, time. this is a one-time offer. Yeah, it's right. a real one-time offer. Yeah. We cut to the next morning where uh, Lewis calls them and is like, I need you to meet me at this place. Don't bring Brian. Just leave him somewhere safe. So they give him, like, cookie cereal. <laughs> <laughs> they basically have cornflakes and famous Amos cookies and they pour milk over it. And they're like, be back soon. Just like, Bye. It's crazy. Yeah. So we cut to they're sitting in the car waiting and he talks about like wanting to get out of being a gangster, which I'm sure was the original plot of the movie. But he's like, I got this fantasy about like going somewhere really clean where no one yells at me. And I'm like, what is this conversation that we're having right now? Like, I thought that was the L.A. fantasy. It is. It is. I would love to go somewhere clean where no one yells at me. <laughs> Just go somewhere clean, guys. Anyway, so Lewis pulls up next to them and he's like, we got a visitor from New York. We got to go. So we go to this second location where we encounter Al fucking Pacino yep. with a ponytail. Yeah, a ponytailed Al Pacino. And he's going full Pacino, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Full this is, Pacino. This is full scent of a woman Pacino. I got legal problems right now. Yeah, just like. Yeah, full Pacino. Just truly unhinged insane. I right. like the scene because Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez are as confused as the viewers by this monologue. And they are. Yes. And yeah. if you told me that they just let Al Pacino say whatever the fuck he wanted in this scene, I'd believe you. Yeah. Like if you told me this was not pre-written. He's fully ad-libbing this whole scene. They're like, Al yeah. Pacino, I want you to do just like a combination of every character you've ever done. Yeah. In this scene, go. Okay, cool. Do you know that some people don't regard the thumb to be a finger? What the fuck? Like, <laughs> what are we doing? We do get like a five minute explanation of is a, the thumb a finger or not? And then they never Which, answer that question. It, it, well, they kind of do. It's a digit, not a finger. But also, that has no bearing. Well, he's mad that they did all this at all, apparently. And they, they did it not under orders. Right. Well, and what they've basically found out is that, like, thumbs Lewis. have a fingerprint, I guess was his point. Yeah. And the thumb they sent had prints that didn't match Brian, obviously. Which he was he was mad at that, but he was also mad at Lewis for having him kidnapped. doing any of this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so. Which, to be honest, when they're like, well, we didn't send a finger, so we could just take him back. The fact that he's like, no, I gotta kill both of you. You're like... Why? Like that doesn't even work with the plan. It does like, big manager energy. I, I felt I felt really tied to this. Like I never even wanted this project to start, but now that you did start it, you did it wrong. All of us have to die. Yeah. But the, all of us. It's a triple murder, like taking your own life kind of thing. That's crazy. I do love that like he is mad at them for kidnapping Justin's character. And he just goes, I, I guess because it's like illegal or whatever, and it's going to get him in trouble. So he takes it like nine steps further and kills the dude who like started the whole plan to kidnap Justin's character. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, Why are you escalating the behavior? Just like call the cops and make a deal. 
Yeah, because he should have called the cops and been like, I didn't ask him to do it. I know yeah. who did this. Here's what Here's where they are. Here's who did it. I had nothing to do with it. You know, I'm trying to beat the charges, not get out of it. You know, like, it's just crazy right. to me that he chooses to shoot the dude in the brain in his house, on his couch, and then deliver a monologue next to a dead body. Yeah, because he basically is just like, you know what's the scariest thing? Someone who doesn't give a fuck. And then he just turns to Lewis and is like, do you want to go to medical school? And he's like, huh? And just shoots him in the head, which again would have shattered that fish tank. It would have. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, but you get to see the fish eat some brains. Cool. But then he just plops down next to Lewis and is like, I have concerns about the... He launches into gangster speak again of like the compunctions about the <laughs> things that turns out, the the bleeding and the thing. And you're just like, I use fewer words. Yes. This scene yeah. should have been three minutes and it's 15. Yes. Uh, and they're like, hey, um, okay, so we were dumb, but like we can fix it. And then like it won't even be tied to you. Like no one but the people here can link you to this. Right. And he's like, I would just prefer to kill both of you. And they're like, no, 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 no. He won't squeal. He's dumb. And you're just like, this movie is offensive. Yes, <laughs> like, it is. Also, he will totally testify. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Yeah. Uh-huh. So they leave. They pick up Brian and they're driving him back to where they picked him up. And he doesn't like that. He's he's bummed. I think he's had fun with them. I mean, they have treated him relatively well, I guess. For the majority of the movie. So like, I don't know. He does seem to have like a connection with them. Yeah. And Ben Affleck does this thing of like trying to teach him how to talk to girls. And at this point, I looked at the like runtime and I was like, how's there 20 minutes of this movie left? Because the last scene is 20 minutes too long. (laughs) Yes. 100%. Yeah. So he also talks to Jennifer Lopez of like, since we're both going out, we're both leaving now. Why don't we leave together? And she's just like, I don't penis. Yeah. She's just Uh, like, no, I told you that was a one time thing. It is a one time thing. It is a one time thing. To some place clean, like Northern California. (laughs) Spoiler, not that clean. I know. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, she must have never been to Northern California. (laughs) She's never been to San Francisco, clearly. Yeah. And then she also says maybe Northern California or Oregon. Yeah, Oregon. That's how like she, she says has it. only ever read that word. Yeah. She says it with the confidence of someone who's not sure if Oregon is a place that exists. <laughs> By the bright, cloudy lights of Oregon to the north. Yeah. What is he, the deposed king of like Middle Earth? Like, what are we doing? It's Aragon. <laughs> it is I, the deposed king of Portland <laughs> in the realm of Oregon. You know, the clean city of Portland. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, I was in Portland recently. It was pretty nice. If I'm on the run, though, I think I'm leaving the country. Yeah, definitely drive to Mexico. You're already in Southern California. Oh, my God, Paige. That makes so much more sense than her going north. It's a three-hour drive to a different country or a 12-hour drive to a place that might be called Oregon. Oregon. (laughs) (laughs) But Now, here's the thing, though. His classic Impala is going to get like, what, eight miles to the gallon? Oh, yeah. So they should definitely get a different car if they're going to try and make it to Mexico. Anyway, yes, you should just drive to Mexico. Yeah. Well, Mexico has an extradition treaty. You should go to Ecuador. Well, yeah, but how do you get to Ecuador by car, Mikey? Through yeah, Mexico. Yeah, drive south through Mexico. Mm-hmm. Also, Mexico does have an extradition treaty, but then they have to find you, and you can often bribe people to not tell the U.S. where you are. I'm going to Acapulco. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hell yeah, Mike. Oh my God, that documentary is so crazy. It's Anarchists on HBO. Yeah, the Anarchists on HBO. Uh, the thing I love most about it is that by the end, they're like, we're not really anarchists. We're just swindlers. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we're just con artists. Yeah. And I was just like, yes. Anyway, so as they're driving along the PCH, which by the way, is nowhere near anywhere that they needed to go. It's the long route. They drive past something shooting on the beach. And at this point, I was like, are they going to go to the set of Baywatch? Was Baywatch even on? No, it's just like some beach thing that they're shooting. Probably a music video. Yeah. So as they're kind of watching it, they Jennifer Lopez convinces them to stop and they have like payphones. So he calls on the payphone and basically is like, I told them where you are, Brian. Your brother's going to come pick you up. Um, but I don't know if you can go down there. And he's like, well, I mean, try it. <laughs> like, why not be like Mikey wander onto the set of a Hallmark original movie <laughs> which we still have not talked about we have not. but it worked Mikey got to be an extra in a Hallmark movie much like Justin got lifetime. to be an extra on oh sorry lifetime just like Justin got to be a uh, extra in this music video yeah right. I'm the only one with the sleeves rolled up in the background because <laughs> it's in California <laughs> it's in California so before he walks down there Jennifer Lopez asks him to look at his fingernails and he does it the air quotes man way which is eye roll of the century yeah so right stupid. it's so dumb but he gives her his car which again i'm like why that just means you'll be here when the cops show up like yeah okay so i thought it was because his car is recognizable and he's like i'm not gonna get anywhere with it so i'm gonna give it to her so she gets arrested immediately no that would have been smart that was definitely not what i thought he was doing i thought <laughs> he, i thought he may have been turning himself in in some sort of misguided like, like altruistic like guilt yeah, yeah sure yeah. but we were all wrong yeah we were all wrong <laughs> uh so as she leaves he just says about the lesbian thing, which you're like, why are you still on about this? But anyway, <laughs> tell he's me like, again, why are you a lesbian? <laughs> why he's if you think about hopping the fence, just call me first. And I'm like, no, you're annoying. <laughs> There are so many other people I could hop a fence for, and it's not. No. Yeah, like someone who enjoys Bob's Burgers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we cut to the film set where everyone has to pair, pair off and dance, and he's standing next to this very pretty girl, and it turns out she's Australian, and he uses Ben Affleck's advice to be like, nice weather we're having, and she's like, it is nice, and he's like, it's a 10% rain in South Wales. <laughs> like, New South Wales, I guess is what it is. Yeah. And she's just kind of like, <laughs> and then they dance. Uh, but it shows them dancing for like the whole song. It's insane. <laughs> well, they do that so we can get multiple bonkers reaction shots from Ben Affleck, who's watching this from conservatively nine football fields away, but can see everything that's happening. <laughs> and he reacts as if he can hear them. Because when we find out that she's Australian, he's like, what? I know. Oh my God. What are the odds? He's so far away. Like he wouldn't even be able to see that they were talking, let alone hear what they're saying. Right. And it's, oh God, it's bonkers. And he he's reacting like Justin doesn't have a developmental disability at all, but like had a confidence issue. And he like gave him advice about how to talk to women. And that is like fixed his confidence issue. Like that's the way his reaction takes read. Yes. It's so yes. crazy. But, and here's the thing. I think if you changed this movie so that it was just, someone with a confidence yes. issue that you kidnapped very different movie it's way less problematic for sure i mean it, it's basically malibu's most wanted <laughs> but like yeah it's it's bonkers so then she pulls back up 
and is like, my real name is Rochelle. And I'm like, oh, pretty name. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and so she agrees to basically give him a ride out of town. And he's like, or and she's like, I bet you'd look awesome in some mascara. It's a compliment. And I'm like, what? And he's like, well, life isn't always black and white. And they drive away. And, and that's, that's the movie. movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what did you guys think about Gigli, like really? Oof. Magoof. Yeah. I stand by what I said. Like, this movie does prove that, like, you have to have a good script and a good director or the movie will bomb. Yeah. And that makes me so happy. But the movie's terrible. It's so bad. You could have wrote a movie less offensive. I mean, it's not- Oh, so much. Yeah. You can make a bad, unoffensive movie. This movie is so offensive, it has to be on purpose. Yeah, I think so. They'll say this all the time, and we've said it a bunch. Like, this movie didn't age well. Like, we've said that many times. This movie wasn't born well. Like- (laughs) It was offensive in 2003 when this movie came out. There there was never a time when this stuff was not offensive. Yeah. Because this movie like punches down really hard on people who are intellectually disabled. Movie. Yeah. The whole movie. And lesbians. Well, yeah. So, uh, Paige, do you have some fun facts for us? Oh, I do. I do. Well, here it is with your fun facts. Terrible Gilly, fun, fun facts. facts. Gili, pronounced Gili like really, is the Italian word for lilies, but it is also the name of a shortcut fluted pasta, also known as cornette de bue or <laughs> ox horns. Why they don't like my whale? Why they don't like my whale? <laughs> I'll never forget that. I, I told someone about that this week, Paige. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. That's a reference to the Orca episode of the Horror Virgin. I'm so sorry, but yeah. Yeah, uh, Dino De Laurentiis yes. very famously said, why they no like my whale when Orca didn't do well. Anyway, so uh, as Todd alluded to earlier, and I'm sure he'll talk about more in box office. I could talk specifics, but please, all the fun <laughs> facts you have about it, because there's going to be tons about it. So please just yeah. cover it. Yeah, the only thing this movie is famous for is bombing. Yeah. So every cinema in the UK dropped this film after one week. Oh, my God. So it only ran three weeks in the US, but it only ran one week in the UK. That's amazingly hilarious. Yeah. Now, by its third week of release in the US, only 73 theaters were showing the movie. That is true. Yes. The first week was... uh, about 2200 yep the first and second week were 2215 i had the exact number yeah so it's a drop of 97 percent uh it's the largest drop ever until 2008 (laughs) when it was beat by meet dave which i have not seen but is apparently equally as bad now according to matt damon ben affleck's longtime friend and writing partner uh Ben Affleck twitches whenever this film is mentioned. <laughs> Kevin Smith, also a longtime friend of Ben Affleck, uh, has repeatedly told stories about how whenever he and Ben Affleck are kind of roasting each other, all Kevin Smith has to say to end the conversation is Gigli. <laughs> Not at all surprising. And I did mention that this caused Martin Brest to retire from directing. Yeah. Well, and he retreated from public life in general. Like this movie made him like quit his job and retire. Yep. And I mean, he had a very illustrious career up to this point. So like, I'm sure he had enough money to retire. So good for him. 
Good for him. Uh, Jennifer Lopez was paid $12 million for her role in this movie. Oh my God. Ben Affleck was paid $12.5 million. What? Uh, I cannot wait to talk more about Oh my God. I can't wait. Their combined salaries are more than three times the film's worldwide gross. Yeah. Oh my God. Now, I talked a little bit about the script being rewritten. It was rewritten several times, um, taking the budget from 54 million to much, much higher, uh, which makes this an even worse bomb than it could have been. I'm not going to tell you the final number. I'll leave that to Todd. Wait, the number I have for the budget is $54 million. <laughs> it is way higher than that, my friends. So yeah, talk to me about what you got then. Uh, this budget ballooned to $75.6 million. Oh my God. Was that the God. advertising budget or is... No, that's it's the payment for the multiple rewrites. Oh, my. Because they actually God. rewrote and reshot some of this film. Oh, shit, Paige. That's terrible. So I did mention that it got changed to a love story. A lot of people have talked about that, including Ben Affleck. And he said the studio thought that's what people want to see because you guys are together now, which is one of the great miscalculations in the history of miscalculation. Yeah. He hates this movie and like publicly hates this movie. Yeah, and he should. Yeah. Uh, this became the first film in history to sweep the Razzie Awards for worst picture, worst actor, worst actress, worst director, and worst screenplay, oh. and worst screen couple. And they're a real couple at this point. And they're a real couple. That's awesome. Three years later, in March of 2006, FX, the TV network, was going to start playing Gigli. They had gotten the rights to play it on TV. They had an interesting strategy for getting people to watch it. And they started playing commercials with lines like, the most talked about movie you never saw. And it actually pays off. A lot of people see this on TV on FX. Oh, wow. Okay. Did you know that Jennifer Lopez was not the original choice for this movie? Really? Who was the original choice? Halle Berry. Okay. Who had the choice between doing this or doing X2, one of the best X-Men movies of all time. And she chose X2. She chose correctly. Well, don't worry. She comes back around and does Catwoman and gets her own experience like that's this. That's true. That's true. That's true. She wins a Razzie for it, too. And she actually showed up to accept she her Razzie. She showed up and yeah. collected it to her credit. Yeah, I love that about her. So the word fuck is used 124 times in this film. Nice. Now, Martin Brest, when asked about some of the more controversial parts of the script, talked about the fact that he used to work at Bronx State Hospital in college and he claims this served as the inspiration for the character of Brian. Okay. I think that's not great, but cool. More than half of the film is set in Ben Affleck's apartment and the interior was built on a soundstage. Um, the only thing that was not criticized about this movie was the score, <laughs> which <laughs> you've got to make a terrible movie. For people to be like, at least the score was kind of good. Like, it that's was epic. so crazy. The score was epic. <laughs> Sweeping orchestras over Ben Affleck's monologue about why are you a lesbian? Yes. Uh, but, and Todd, I think this next fact will hurt you the most. Mikey might not understand why it's so crazy. This movie spent 17 months oh. being edited. What? <laughs> yes. That's 17 months <laughs> editing. Yeah, 17 Fuck. months editing. Now, here's the thing. Editing often does take longer than making the actual movie. That like It can, yeah. It can. That's not crazy. 
but it doesn't usually take like six times longer than making no, and the movie. Most even like big budget movies are shot in like two or three months. Yeah. You know, so like if you take two or three months editing, that's actually a pretty quick editing job for something that is that detailed and that like, right. that's a heavy lift. Like editing a big budget movie would be a fucking heavy lift. So like the fact that it took 17 months though is insane. Well, and some movies take crazy amounts of time. Like, yeah, like Movies with special effects and shit like that. I mean, yeah. that makes sense. There's nothing like that in this movie. One of my friends worked on Mad Max Fury Road and yeah. they had to go out to Namibia for six months and then they came back for Christmas and then they went back for an additional two months. Yeah. So they shot for eight months. Yeah. And then it took like another half a year to edit it. So like it happens, but like 17 months is the longest editing I have ever heard of. Especially for something like this. Yeah. So crazy, crazy. And those are your fun facts. Yeah. Thank you for those fun <laughs> facts, Paige. You're welcome. So let's talk some box office. So what do you think? Well, I guess we already know what the production budget was because uh, Paige uh, found it. It was $75.6 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we already sort of touched on it was only in the theaters for three weeks domestically and less time internationally. So do you guys want to guess, Paige, you probably know. So Mikey, do you want to guess how much it made worldwide? We could just do that. $8 million. You're close. It was $7.1 million. All right. So, and I also want to do this. $75.6 million, if you adjust for inflation, is $121.7 million budget. That's what they would have spent to make Gigli today, which is, I'm going to say offensive. Yeah. But if, and if you adjust the money they brought in uh, from the theaters of Gili, that would turn that $7.1 million into $11.4 million. So either $121 million or $11.4 million. I do think it's hilarious that like it is 10 times a box office bomb. You know what I'm saying? Like the amount they brought in is 10 times lower than the budget. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> but that's your box office. Do we think they're still together? I mean, we know Ben and Jen are because they got back together. <laughs> they came back around. Right, but they're characters. Do you think they're no, characters? Are- I think she dropped him off at the boobs and kept going. <laughs> I think they were both arrested. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. There we go. There's even a point in this movie where Jennifer Lopez says, I don't think I'm the person who can make you happy. Like, I don't think I am the person you're looking for, you know? So do I still think they're together? Yes, absolutely. I think they were murdered on their way out of town and they got buried in a shallow grave together. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, that could be it too. Yeah, I think it was Christopher Walken who did it. He is a cop, but he was hired by Al Pacino's. He's a dirty cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason they died is because his tongue slapped their brains <laughs> out of their heads. Just like The Departed. Oh, my God. Tongue, you slap your brains out trying to get to it. Uh, all right, so this week we watched Gili. Mikey, what are you making us watch next week? Because there's been a lot of royal family stuff going on, change regime change, if you will. Do is this <laughs> streaming? Do we? Do it we is. Check if it's stream- okay. Mikey, I checked when I when I brought it up in our group chat. I had We've already talked checked. about it on the podcast before. We have, yes, but this is the perfect time to do it. Yeah, we. I'm going to pick a lesser known romantic comedy from the '90s, King Ralph which is about the royal family dying in a fire, like nope. a lot of them. No, it's a photography accident. Yeah. They are having yep. a new royal photo taken, and it like had just rained, and every royal family member gets electrocuted, except for, I think, don't quote me on this, because I haven't seen it since like the 90s, but I think 
he is a piano player at a strip club. Yes. That's the guy who becomes king. He's yes. an American. He is an American, yes. And then he becomes king of England. Yes. So we'll see if that's problematic this week. <laughs> I watched the trailer before I brought it up, and I think it is going to be problematic. Although, I remember watching this movie when I was a child with my dad. Yeah, he I had, do too. He I had recorded too. it off TV. So I don't think I've ever watched like the theatrical cut of it, but I remember watching this a lot with my dad. Like He enjoyed this movie. And I have never seen this movie. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, well, this will be fun. So your homework for next week is to play piano at a strip club until the queen dies and then become the new king or queen of England and watch King Ralph. I'm sure we won't offend anyone. Oh, I'm sure not. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? I'm pulling it up now. Well, while you're pulling it up, let me tell them how they can have their review run on the podcast, and that is to leave us a five-star text review, and we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? I'm going to read Paris Hilton for 2069. <laughs> oh, that is one of the best usernames I've seen. <laughs> I love everything about that. What does Paris Hilton for 2069 have to say? Their review is entitled, Probably the Funniest Movie Podcast. Oh, And they say, I love this podcast and I generally agree with their takes on all the movies. I would like to state for the record that I believe Earth Girls Are Easy is a masterpiece, though. <laughs> I don't believe that was our take on that movie. You know, <laughs> that was definitely not my take on that film. <laughs> but yeah, it's a very funny podcast. I totally recommend it and I would recommend the horror version too. It's a really fun podcast because you can tell they're having a lot of fun making it. You should definitely listen. My favorite episode is Fifty Shades Darker. Oh. Well, Paris Hilton for 2069, thank you so much for the awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your review, leave us a five-star review. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts. Black Card Rehab, and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it's, it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at rampage wesley everywhere including tiktok except for twitter where she is at page wesley mikey is at m randolph 24 and i am at todd j awesome everywhere and guys we got a p.o box so if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a p.o box it's actually not a p.o box it's like a regular street address it's pretty awesome it's 6688 nolensville road number 108-34 brentwood tennessee 37027 so send us some stuff yeah that's gonna be it for us you guys i'm Paige. i'm mikey and i'm todd and you complete us to completion i want to sneeze on you with my penis <laughs> oh god mikey that's the dirtiest one i think i loved it bye Penis sneezing nerds. Yeah.